Today's scripture reading comes to us from Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and is given to us in love. Well, good morning. We are in our fourth week looking at different parables of Jesus. And as I mentioned several weeks ago, Jesus used parables to teach his followers very complex truths about God and his kingdom by using ordinary items and practices. We saw this the first week as we looked at the parable of the sower and the seed. And Jesus used the idea of planting seeds to demonstrate that his kingdom comes through hearing the word of God, not with a hard heart or a divided heart, but with a soft and good heart. The second week, we looked at the parable of the hidden treasure and the great pearl, where Jesus told two fictional stories to help us see the magnificence of the kingdom and the manner in which we are to receive it. And then last week, Daniel preached on the parable of the two debtors, where Jesus teaches us that those who have been forgiven much love much. This week, we're looking at the parable of the persistent widow in Luke 18. And as we look at this parable, I want us to consider two things this morning. First, the call to be persistent in prayer. And then secondly, a reminder that God's justice is at work even in our corrupt world. Pray with me. Father, we need you to come. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would take this parable and these words that are over 2,000 years old and that you would make them new and fresh in our minds and our hearts. Holy Spirit, you know the hearts of every individual in this room. You love them. And I would just ask that you would move. Use your word to transform us. So that you might be glorified. And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, you can open to Luke 18 or you can turn in your bulletins. And the first thing that I want us to consider is the call to be persistent in prayer. This week, uh, Wendy, who heads up our prayer ministry, Michael and I, we met to discuss the prayer ministry here at Hope Chapel. And as we talked about prayer, we all agreed that while Jesus himself modeled prayer, 
and he calls us to be a praying people, sometimes the discipline or exercise and practice of prayer is intimidating for us. It's a mystery. Sometimes it's challenging for us to pray at all, and other times it's challenging for us to be consistent in our prayers. And one of the many things that I love about this parable is that we really see Jesus' pastoral heart. Jesus understands our struggles with prayer. He understands how at times we might want to give up and not continue to pray. And so he tells us this prayer out of love and compassion. He tells us so that we might not lose heart but instead that we would continue to be persistent in prayer. And he tells us this parable because there's no prayer that we will ever offer that will go unanswered. Now, to help us kind of understand the, the, the parable and interpret it correctly, it's important that we step back and look at the role of judges and widows in ancient Israel. In ancient Israel, judges were people of great status and power. They were called to maintain harmony and they were called to adjudicate disputes between Israelites. Judges were supposed to hear complaints fairly and impartially. And this was particularly important because they didn't have juries during the ancient times. And so it was only the judge who would listen and then hopefully act in fairness, and just. Justices, according to Moses in Deuteronomy 1, 16 through 17, this was their charge. Here are the cases between your brothers and judge righteously between a man and his brother or the alien who is with him. You shall not be partial in judgment. You shall hear the small and the great alike. You shall not be intimidated by anyone for the judgment is God's. So though judges had great power, they were to use the power for good to help bring about shalom among God's people. And in regards to widows, it's helpful to understand that they didn't have status or power at all. When a woman's husband died, her property, his property would not go to her, but would go to her her son, And if she didn't have a son, it would go to her deceased husband's brother. And it was left to the son or the deceased husband's brother to be fair and kind to take care of her as a widow. But oftentimes, unfortunately, because of man's sinful heart, those sons or those brothers didn't take care of the widows. And so widows, it was very common for them to have to go to a judge. And basically plead their case and allow the judge to bring justice. And so as we keep in mind what a a godly judge is and the plight of the widows, we look at this parable. And in this parable, Jesus begins by introducing us to a judge. And as he begins to introduce and share about this judge, you can only imagine the audience's gasp. Because as he 
talks about this judge, he says that this judge neither feared God nor respected man. The judge was called to fear God and love man, but this judge did neither. And so the crowd must have stopped and said, wait, what, what, is, what is Jesus talking about? This story is surely going to go badly. And then he introduces a second character. He introduces a widow. And as he introduces the widow, they would have immediately thought, I know why she's going to the judge. She has some dispute. Her son or her brother-in-law are not taking care of her. And their hearts would have gone out to the widow. But they also knew that this widow was going to an unjust judge. And so, what's going to happen? And what we see in this parable is that the very thing that they feared was going to happen did. This widow goes to the judge. She brings her case before him. And in verse 4, Jesus tells us that the judge refused to hear her case. But since the widow, she had nowhere else to turn. There was no supreme court or higher courts above her. Her only hope was to continue to come back to the judge. And so what does Jesus say that she does? She kept coming to him again and again and again, saying to him, give me justice against my adversary. And as, I, as, as you think about that, it's easy just to kind of brush over it because we've thought about this story, but think about what was going on in her heart. It couldn't have been easy as a woman to go again and again and again to a man who's in power and to keep asking him and for him to refuse her again and again and again. The courage that it took for her to be persistent and patient as she went back again and again. And then Jesus tells us in verses 4b and 5 that her persistence paid off. As the judge being worn down by her continual pursuit of him, he grants her request. And then after telling the parable, Jesus turns to the crowd and he explains to them and he explains to us why we ought to always pray and not lose heart. He says, listen to what this unrighteous judge says. He still does not fear God nor respects man. But because of this woman's persistence, because of this woman's long suffering, because of her patience. He chose to answer her request. Now, if this unjust judge was willing to answer her request, Jesus says to us, how much more then? Will God answer the persistent and earnest prayers of his people? God is loving. God is merciful. God is gracious. God is good. And God is just. 
God's ear is bent toward those who call on him day and night. And he will answer us. And so in this parable, Jesus is calling us to be persistent, to keep coming to him, to keep bringing our requests before him. He reminds us that that God doesn't grow weary or get frustrated from our repeated requests. Quite the contrary. He loves to hear our voices. And he promises to answer our prayers. And as I think about this persistent widow, this fictional character, I can't help but think back to Luke chapter 2. Where Luke introduces us to another widow by the name of Anna. Anna's husband had died seven years earlier. And what do we learn in Luke 2? For seven years, Anna camped out in the temple. And what was she doing in the temple? She knew that God had promised a Messiah. Someone that would come and deliver them. And so for seven years, she prayed day and night. Asking God to bring the Messiah. And then you you can almost hear her excitement as she sees Mary and Joseph bringing this little child, Jesus, into the temple. And she knows about Simeon. He's been waiting too for the Messiah. And then she sees his excitement. The joy on his face. And she can only think that this indeed is the answer to her prayers. Jesus Christ has come. And so, she says this. She began to give thanks to God and to speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jesus. Anna persevered in prayer for seven years, praying day and night, persistently and patiently waiting for God to bring a Messiah. And he answered her. Jesus in this parable is telling us that if we are persistent, if we continue to pray, don't lose heart, don't give up. He hears our prayers. And he will answer them. And so I wonder this morning, are you continually bringing your needs and others' needs before God? Are you earnestly and patiently bringing your requests to him? And as I have pondered this parable and these questions myself this week, I have a confession To make. Because, you know, I became a Christian when I was 16. And over the last years, 30 years, I've been praying specifically that God would bring me a wife. That God would bring healing in my life and others' lives. That God would save my family. And I was consistent about that for the first probably 15 years of my walk with Christ. But God convicted me as I was reading this parable because I've stopped praying for that. I've stopped praying that God would bring me a wife. 
I've stopped praying for my family. It's easy for me to pray for you guys, to believe for you, but it's so much harder for me to believe that God is good and just. It's easy for me to revert and think that he's not listening. And as I studied this passage, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, this sermon's for you, Todd. What would it look like for you to repent and trust me again? What would it look like for you to begin praying again and believing in hope again that your Heavenly Father loves you and that He will answer you? And so keep coming to Him again and again and again. He is a good and gracious and compassionate God who promises to hear the cries of his children and promises that no prayer will go unanswered. And so as you sit there this morning, are there things that you've given up on? Are there prayers that you don't pray anymore because you prayed faithfully day after day, week after day, week, month after month, year after year, And it doesn't seem that God is answering you. If you're alive in this room, there's something that you probably have given up on. I wonder this morning if the Holy Spirit is nudging you and asking you to persevere. To come back to the Father and to ask him again and again and again. To do whatever it is that you need or want. Our God is not an unjust judge. Our God is a good God. He is a powerful God. And he loves me and he loves you. And in this simple parable is a profound truth and challenge for us. Jesus begins in verse 1 summarizing that. That we ought always to pray and not lose heart. So as we look at this parable this morning, the first thing that we see is that Jesus calls us to be persistent in prayer. Secondly, we see a reminder that God's justice is at work even in a corrupt world. You know, as as we listen to the news this week of yet another mass shooting in a high school in California, as we see the corruption on both sides of the political aisle, it's easy to become cynical. It's easy to lose hope. It's easy to think that God is not going to bring justice. But as we look at our parable this morning, what we see is not only a persistent widow, we also see that God works through an unjust judge to bring about justice. You see, our God is the ultimate authority. He is sovereign. And He is committed to bringing about justice. In John 19.1, Jesus Christ says to Pilate, You have no authority except what has been given to you by the Father. And in Romans 13:1, Paul writes, let every person be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God 
and those that exist have been instituted by God. God is our ultimate authority, and he is moving even in the midst of unjust authorities over us, even in the midst of the the evil that exists in our world. This parable is a reminder to us that God is going to bring about justice. Listen to verses 6 through 8. Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and he will not and will and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Jesus declares that he will give justice to his elect, to those who profess faith in him. When the fabric of shalom has been broken down, God is committed to bringing restoration and renewal. One commentator says it this way, Jesus's words bring assurance that God will act to establish justice on earth and vindicate the need of the disadvantaged. God will not tarry long. And the beautiful thing about God is that He has chosen the church. Our local congregation, Grace Community Church, Mercy Hill, Daystar, all the local churches, In our city and around the world, filled with his people to help bring about this justice. And that's why at the end of this parable, Jesus asks this question. I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? On earth. Will he find faithful men and women and children who are willing to fight the injustices around us? He is inviting us to push back against the systematic racism in our city. He wants us to be the voice for the voiceless in our society. He wants us to fight for the health and healing of our marriages. And for many of us, as we think about our own brokenness, we're not sure how we might do this. We're overwhelmed. But I love what Mother Teresa says to us this morning. Not all of us can do great things. But we can do small things with great love. I can't change the world but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. I can't change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Mother Teresa is reminding us that each one of us is called to play a part, to not lose hope. God is bringing justice in our city. Even when we look at it and we think there's no way, it's too great, it's too big. Every one of you has a gift. 
Every one of you has a talent. And every one of you, in your unique way, can cast a rock today across the lake of injustice and begin to see the ripples. God wants to use you and he wants to use me. And as I was thinking about this, I couldn't help but think of Avena from Black Suit Initiative. One African-American woman who was angry as she looked out and saw gangs in our city capture the hearts of these young men and call them into violence. And so what does she begin to do? She reached out to one African-American male and she began to love him and care for him. She began to bring him into her world and into her life. And then she reached out to another and another and another. And then eventually God gave her this idea of this whole program called Black Suits Initiative. Where she would pull these young men out of the communities that were offering them acceptance. Into the true acceptance and love of Jesus Christ. And she would raise them up. And bring others around them like us. To have the privilege to care for them and love them. I'm sure when Avena thought about this one young man, she had no idea about what God would do and the ripples that would come in the 50 or so young men that she's now loving on and caring for. Likewise, for you and I, we have no idea what our small stone, as we throw that stone across the lake, what the ripples might do. And we don't even need to know the outcome. What Jesus is encouraging us to do is to have faith. To believe that each of us can make a difference. And if we as a church come together that we can make a difference. And that grace can make a difference. And Mercy Hill and Lawndale Baptist and all the other churches in the city can make a difference. God is bringing shalom. And so I wonder this morning, have you lost hope that God is bringing justice in our corrupt world? Have you lost sight that God wants to use you to bring justice in our corrupt world? In this parable, Jesus is reminding us to be persistent in prayer. He's reminding us that God is good, that he is loving, that he is kind, that he is gracious, that he is active, that he is fighting justice. He's calling us to, to keep praying, to not give up. He will answer our prayers. And he's inviting us to join in the great restoration of this city. I can't think of a greater privilege. You know, we, can, we can be doctors, we can be lawyers, we can be business people, we can be pastors. But ultimately, 
We're his ambassadors. Called to bring the good news of the gospel. To whimsically share that gospel with those who don't know Jesus. And to watch the Holy Spirit capture their hearts and bring about change and transformation. To add them to the workers. Because the harvest is great. We sang this morning several songs about God being our healer. And that he is a great God. And as I sat there and I was thinking about the words and the lyrics, I thought it's so easy, these words, to flow out of my mind and out of my mouth. God, help my heart to catch up with the words. Help me to believe so that I might be persistent so that when he comes again, he might find me to be faithful and he might find you to be faithful. He might find us to be faithful. My prayer and hope is that today you and I will go back to our prayer journals and the things that we've kind of given up on, that we'll begin to pray again. And in areas of the city where we've just lost hope or in our relationships or in life where there's injustice, that maybe today the Holy Spirit will renew your hope and that you We'll cast that stone and that we'll just all celebrate as we begin to see the ripples. Amen.